Okay, let's try and be serious. <laughs> Guys, seriously, what's up? It's the sisters you've never had. And that friend who just gets it. It's Kylie. It's Lauren. And you are listening to Be You Sis. Let's laugh, let's get motivated, and most importantly, let's get inspired. We're here for free life advice every Wednesday. I repeat, every single Wednesday. Let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. You're listening to another episode of Be You Sis. It's Lauren. It's Kylie. <laughs> and to any of our new listeners, welcome. This is a place where you can find inspiration, motivation, all the things. And to our loyal listeners, you guys are our real ride or dies. We wouldn't be here without you. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and I know this might sound a little weird, me taking the lead off, because <laughs> it's like, always Kylie's thing. I know, right? I know. But I've realized, you know, me and Kylie have always had, like, our intro, like, we, it's always kind of been how it's been. Yeah. And, like, it's been fine. But then I'm like, you know what? No. Like, we're going to do it. Kylie kind of forced me to, and I was just like, yes. The only way <laughs> you can learn things is by stepping out of your comfort zone. So yeah. here I am. You know, when, like, someone kind of takes the leads on things, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Like, it works that way. Right. You know what you're doing. You're confident in doing it so you just keep doing it but then it comes to a point where you're like but how is this benefiting me, me. you know yes. I feel like the last few months this podcast has been so beneficial to me and my growth and mm -hmm. to, to helping other people but I'm like Lauren how have you grown you know right. like have you been stepping outside your comfort zone other than me kind of like you know giving leading you, you ideas or right. leading you other than that what have you done to really step outside your right. comfort zone she's like I you can You're, obviously yeah, no, it's true. Yourself, I've always been but. someone. And like, I think that I do things like I definitely with little things step out my comfort zone, but I'm very much someone who like always kind of needs that like extra push to yes. get there, which is why Kylie's like my person because yeah. she's always that person without yeah. like being a bitch about it. But yeah. it's like, you can do this. We're doing right. it. You don't have a choice. You're yes. doing it. <laughs> and that's what I said. I'm like, so we're literally starting it. I'm like, okay, can't wait for this episode. So just so you know, you're going to be leading it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I am okay let's do it let's see where it fucking goes <laughs> she's like no I don't want to but like, like you have and it's so important to have those people in your life that give you that compassion empathy but also give you that tough love that yes, believe in you you need it you know you yeah. you need those people you don't need those people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear exactly where, you know? the, where does that and it's you? funny because so many people like if you would ask my boyfriend or my mom they think that me and Lauren's relationship is filled with what we want to hear and I don't know why and I was thinking about this the other day because I'm like yes Lauren is my biggest fan yeah but Lauren also tells me what I need to hear when I need to hear it right like I'm not just know, gonna like sugarcoat it and be like yeah Kylie I'm your cheerleader even though you're being a bitch yeah right yeah, or like no. when I'm being a certain way you're like y you tell me how it right. is you and know? that's how and you are too. so important to have those people in your life so I'm yes. glad that we can both be that me too for each other Yes. And so that you can step outside your comfort zone <laughs> yes. and lead the motherfucking podcast. So here I am. <laughs> no, but if you guys haven't left a rate, review, subscribe to our episodes. People from the beginning, they did that a lot. They were leaving us all these nice reviews. <laughs> and then it just like slowly dwindled. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> like seriously though, that shit like makes our day. Like yeah. reviews about our podcast literally make our yeah, day. Because it shows that we're actually like, like doing. People. Yeah, we're doing this for something. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's a nice little reminder. Yeah. So if you guys haven't and you want to make someone's day, 
leave us a review yeah. <laughs> um and join our secret facebook page yeah, even yeah. though it's been crickets lately <laughs> it's kylie just posting and once every blue moon someone responds Alyssa Coolin, shout out to you <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you Alyssa Coolin. guys if you're not following us on instagram give us a follow at bu sis podcast um as well you know, we really lately have been getting sucked into like the the likes, the comments, yeah. the reviews, the all, all of these bullshit. things, forgetting that, you know, what we were really like put on this earth to do with this podcast, right. which is to be relatable, to be honest, to be vulnerable, um, and to use these episodes um, as a as a place for someone to, to really be able to feel like they're being heard. Totally. You know, and then to just kind of use social media like as that platform to to give you those tips, those techniques mm-hmm. to lead you to our episodes. Yeah. Um, but we've been getting so consumed by like the likes and the follows and yeah. the comments and all this stuff lately that it's just been kind of been feeling disingenuous. Yeah. Um, so just like anything in life, you kind of got to like rein that back and really mm-hmm. ask yourself, OK, why am I doing this? Totally. What is the intention? What is the purpose? Yeah. And then you you lay out that purpose. You write out that intention and then you kind of find ways to bring that to fruition without losing yourself mm-hmm. and becoming more aligned with what you feel like you're destined to do. I love that. It's so yeah. true. I feel like we've both been kind of like dealing with that lately, kind of trying to like find the balance between like building our like brand, I guess, yeah. but like not getting consumed by like the bullshit that like honestly doesn't really matter. Right. Even though it does. Like it does obviously matter, we though, want a good it, following. Yeah, right. We want good listens. You know what yes, I mean? Exactly. So it's hard to like find that like genuine like connection connection yeah. and totally. community and I feel like in the beginning of course people are gonna be, you know we were looking at our because we have like our plays and listens and stuff on our on like an app that we have mm-hmm. and, you know in the beginning there are so many but it's like right. of course it's new yeah it's they're raw. like oh people want to hear That's like and anything. listen and then people are messaging us messaging us and then they either one stop kind of listening they fizzle out because right. they have their own life or two they just I already told them how great their stuff was so why would I tell so, them again right you know so it's really important when you're in that like that midway limbo limbo phase people and that's just like the healing journey right Right. you either stop and you give up Mm -hmm. or you keep going through the hard hard parts right and you you see a light and when we see a light with the podcast so even though lately we've been feeling like no one's fucking listening to us Mm -hmm. and we're just yelling at people we know that this is just the hard part right now Mm -hmm. and we're gonna keep shoveling and digging and going through so we can get to um the really really good part exactly and we'll get there and just like anything even the spiritual journey in the beginning like you're like oh my god this is great yeah it was great everything's yeah and now i'm getting to the point where i'm like your first breakdown after that and you're like yeah oh Fuck. yeah and that's the I'm point not where, healed yeah i'm not fixed i still have so many motherfucking demons and that's just like this yeah. podcast you it's think like, you're helping yeah. your healing and then it's like wait shit people don't even know who you are anymore yeah but but if you really can see the light if you really have a passion for for healing yourself for for that passion project for mm-hmm. that podcast for that career for that relationship whatever it is the only way to get to the other side is to keep going right throughout the hard parts. parts 
Yeah, you can't just stop that. We can do hard things. Yes. And you have to remind yourself You have that. to. Oh, I love it. I love this podcast. <laughs> I, like I love you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but today's episode is actually going to be a solo one. Yeah. It's just Kylie. She decided to kick me to the curb. <laughs> I was like, bye, bitch. I'm just kidding. No, Kylie, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. I feel like it's something that's been going on for literally years yeah. with Kylie and has like kind of come to surface level lately. So like, I can't wait for you guys. You to you yeah. know just we'll share surface your, level, not, I don't we'll think surface, surface level is the right word it has it's come, come to, to the surface yeah it's yeah. come to surface level well, surface isn't surface level it's like, come to the like surface not deep surface level is just surface like okay yeah so it's come yeah. to the surface. surface yeah clarity yeah there's yes. been clarity yes. of it yes exactly um but before we get in want to get into it i do want to do a little quick q a with you but also before <laughs> we do leader. that before we do that yeah the leader sit the fuck down i'm asking the questions tonight bitch <laughs> um but before we get into that guys oh, i bought yeah. my first crystal today yeah, kylie brought kylie brought me to this cute the cutest little shop ever and there were so many seven crystals. stars yeah. in cambridge you guys need to go when yeah. you said it like i knew it would be cool yeah but when we got there today i was like wow this, oh really yeah. you never said that no to me. yeah you thought it, it was really cool. yeah i thought it was yeah. cool but it was unreal tell me about this the music that was playing okay yeah side note real quick i thought that it's dope i think it's dope too yeah i would i when i listened to it i didn't think it was weird i was like (laughs) i fuck with this so it's like a whole store with like hundreds thousands of like used books Mm -hmm. crystal like sage Sage, tarot cards like all of those things and i'm just like checking out and i'm like talking to this old guy and in the background it's like yeah i'm gonna fuck a wet pussy and i'm just like I'm just like, what is the vibe here? <laughs> I was thinking was like John weekend. Mayer was going to be I in the background. What's that song? It's yeah, like. Yeah, what was it? You didn't it. I yeah. only fuck, fuck you when it's half past. past. <laughs> yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. But the it weekend. just like, it caught me off guard. Oh, but then I was like, for a second, I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> But then I was like, that's sick. Like, this guy's legit vibing to the weekend while selling books and, and he crystals. Was at least oh, yeah, he was like 75, like white, long beard. Like, dude, I was just like so caught off guard. But like, I love that. I'm like, you're cool. <laughs> but anyway. the first time I went there, I was like, should I work here? <laughs> I could see you working there. And I was there. like, ah, no. I would just be walking, just standing uh, yeah, around all day. I got it. But yeah, so I got my first crystal. And like I said, there were like hundreds lined up. And immediately I was like, Kylie, look how cool this crystal is. And she was like, well, they say like crystals that you're, what is the word? Um, that you're just like connected. Like connected, attracted, attracted to. to yeah. Like that's kind of a sign. Pulled to. Almost. Pulled to, yeah. And so I got it and it was the pink opal which I got um and it's a love stone with a deep connection to the heart chakra which is funny because Kylie's like main crystal is the one for the throat chakra so I Mm -hmm. thought that was kind of cool um but it works to heal our emotions allowing our hearts to open to love a compassionate and nurturing stone um and then the pink opal's gentle vibration and soothing pink colors will encourage peace and tranquility 
which like what about the insomnia thing oh yeah that was the other one but like when i first looked it up in the store to see what it meant like literally one of the first things was like stress anxiety and insomnia and if there's one thing you should know about me like i lay in my bed at night i'm like oh i'm so ready for bed like i won't fall asleep for six hours (laughs) like that's just how i am like so i'm hoping i'm gonna like put it meditate to it tonight yeah i think i'm gonna or i'll just like put it next to my nightstand too and see if it works but yeah Yeah. that was like so cool so i got my first crystal kylie has like piles in her room but like i'm excited for it to like see how it works yes because what i've learned about crystals is i think a lot of people think that like crystals will change them but yeah. what i think about crystals i think it, they're just like a fun little practice to, to have. like help and it it help it for me it's a good crystals i really love during my meditation practice. yes for yes. things like that obviously i'm not guide. gonna be like walking around taking a shower holding this up to my fucking heart <laughs> being like fix me let bitch. me sleep tonight <laughs> yeah. no oh, but it, it, it is good practice yeah. especially when you're meditating for sure to just serve you as yeah kind of like a it just guide. like helps yes um definitely. okay so let's dive into the quick q a kai yes. I didn't tell Kylie these questions before, so no, I want to catch her off guard. I, I blocked it. I was like, what are the questions? And she put her hand over the computer and she's like, you can't look. Nope, I'm the leader look. now. That's weird because I tell you all the motherfucking questions before I ask you. I know. Okay, so the first one. They're pretty funny. The first one's like kind of, I'm like curious to see what you'll say. But, okay, ready? In one sentence, how would you sum up social media? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so putting me in the I spot. know. I hate being put on the spot, um, but you're good at it. Oh my God, this might take me a second. Okay, one sentence, social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is a place where we can turn our pain and demons into beauty even if we don't believe what we're saying. That was good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> that was good. It's yeah. so true, though. Because even if it's like posting even a if we fake don't picture, believe like it, even yeah. if it's like editing a picture, your demons are insecurities. You don't like yourself, right? Right. You're posting a picture to make yourself feel good. Even feel if you like don't you are, even it. if you don't believe or it. Even if we're posting a vulnerable caption about something, oh, we're healed, or, or oh, I remember when I did this, but maybe it's our, it's a demon of us, an insecurity of us. I remember once I posted something that like it was, it was an insecurity of mine that I, that I, I posted it, but I didn't even believe what I was saying. I wanted to believe it, but I didn't believe it. Yet. Right. And I think oftentimes on social media, you know, we're vulnerable and we're honest. Even the pictures of people posting aspects, you're being vulnerable <laughs> yeah. by doing that. Right. You're, you're be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the vulnerability be like being able to post those, those aspects. pictures. Like yeah. I couldn't even do that, but, but no, but there's an insecurity behind that always. and I would sum up social media by saying that as yeah. we try and be vulnerable by expressing those demons um even if we don't even really if believe, don't believe in it, it. Yeah. I love that it's so yeah. true that's like the epitome of social media yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's a good one okay next one because I think you're just gonna have the funniest answer to this ever <laughs> okay ready <laughs> I like feel like I know what you're gonna say <laughs> no I'm just kidding what would be the absolute <laughs> worst name you could ever name your child <laughs> <laughs> that's so good um guy a boy or girl girl okay um <laughs> girl or a guy i guess whatever you think alfred 
<laughs> What's the last name or middle name? Alfred what? Alfred. I know someone with that Delilah. Name. <laughs> you know someone with the name Alfred? He's not a great person, so it's okay. <laughs> Alfred Delilah. Alfred That Delilah. would suck. You would just be like, oh, God. I thought you were going to say, like, Penelope Pickdick. <laughs> that would suck, too. Penelope Pickdick. I'd be like, where's the nearest Wait, bridge? that's a good one. That's, like, a reasonable response. That could be, like, a name, but yeah. like, that just sucks. Yeah, that would blow. Okay, that last. So okay, last but not least. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, if you were arrested with yeah. no explanation, what would your friends and family just assume you had done? Oof. <laughs> I know. Um... Fuck. Oh, I know. You really? Fucking like drove into three cars and drove away <laughs> like it was no problem. Okay, well you just answered my right, answer. Well, you have to come up with what you um, think. Um, I would say that I was arrested with no explanation. They would, yeah, they would assume one thousand percent that I hit a parked car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, Maybe no, with no shirt no, on. No, naked. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> or I just ran up and down the street just butt naked. Naked, just for fun. Well, I think the first thing they would think is, yes, I hit a parked, parked car, car. Or I hit yeah. a car. Yeah. You, like, fucked a car Like, nothing up. crazy. I But, I like, I got in a fender bender. That's what I and would And it was think my too. fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are good. I like those. Those are good, right? Are All good. right, that wraps up the three questions. <laughs> uh, okay. That wraps that up the wraps three it questions. Up. Okay, so give us a little insight on what you're going to be talking about tonight <laughs> in our episode, <laughs> bitch. So. Okay, um, so... It's a solo episode. We haven't done these in a while. So yeah, really we haven't know. done these in a while. I'm really excited for this episode. Um, I think you guys will really relate to it, but more importantly, I think it will give you a sense of, wow, like, I'm not fucking crazy mm-hmm. or I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode's inspired by the book, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It gave me a lot of great insight on the fact that I, you know, I'm always like, I live too high, I live too low. And I was just talking to my therapist the other day and she was like, yeah, we might want you to come in to see if you have bipolar. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not bipolar. No. Um, I just think I feel deeply. But then I read this and I was like, oh, that's what it is. I have anxiety and I have depressive episodes. Doesn't mean I'm a depressed person. It doesn't mean I'm an well, I am an anxious person, but I can still kind of coast and I can still have a joyful life. There was a point in time where those, that anxiety and depression left me feeling um, paralyzed. It left me feeling, you know, like a shadow of myself, Um, but I'm not there anymore. And I've been able to kind of look at it as now that I'm special and I'm unique um Mm -hmm. and I can help people kind of see that in themselves as well something that I think is that anyone who doesn't suffer from some sort of mental illness is a fucking weirdo I agree like they're the weird ones they're the weird ones the people who have anxiety depression bipolar ADHD ADD yeah those are the normal ones and I feel like we're finally like at the point in life where like I don't I think so many people could agree with that yeah like so many people that's not just us saying it like I think it is so normal to like have those issues like I meet someone who doesn't like know what anxiety is or depression depression is and like 
honestly that's so great like nothing against them but like i don't want to be your friend weird. like i can't relate to you yeah. in any way i don't want to be your friend yeah like i don't <laughs> want you in my life at all but yeah like honestly no yeah you know what i mean I agree. and it's like i think it's great to have like in a significant other maybe someone who doesn't yes. suffer from anxiety and depression that because might be too much. that state stability is great right but you also need that deepness and that spirituality it. yeah but but yeah so i'm at a point now where i truly believe anyone who's like depression anxiety what's that it's almost like are you okay because yeah. you think about it life is so fucking hard Dude, and you know word. if you Ugh. feel extra deeply of course you're gonna have depressive episodes right. of course you're gonna have anxious episodes i mean it, it's hard not to yeah i think those are the special people and i think those are the people that truly are put on this earth to share that pain and that wisdom with other people i completely agree and that's kind of what i want to talk about this yes. episode and i have so much insight because mm-hmm. i've been dealing with this yes. for about seven years now and it's yeah. finally like lauren said i finally have come to the point of clarity where i understand what it is and how to cope with it and how to kind of um heal it and how to express it to other people so they don't feel so alone and mm-hmm. so they feel like oh wow i'm not a fucking crazy motherfucker right you and know? i mean i might be biased but you know like you guys need to listen to this kylie i feel like you just have such like good insight like it just comes from like such like a genuine like special place when yeah. it comes to you talking about these things because sure. like it truly is like not that everyone can relate to every single thing that like her or I have been through right. but you can take something away from it whether it's yeah. one little thing that she says in this episode yeah. or all of it like I guarantee you will be able to resonate with it because it comes from such like a real special place right and I can't wait for them to listen to there's it. nothing like relating to someone through their life's experiences no, exactly you know and for so long i tried to, would try to read books right and i would try to read this listen to this podcast so i'd be relatable and then i realized i'm like i'm already relatable you don't need I that extra have shit so like many you are enough yeah um and i can share my story and i don't need to go through so much pain in mm-hmm. order to share it because i've already gone through so much pain right um so guys Lauren, love you. Love Kicking you. you to the curb. No. Can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back. Guys, I have been struggling hardcore to record this episode. Oh my gosh, you know when something so um means so much to you and you've gone through so many life experiences um regarding that certain situation or whatever it may be. But then you're like, fuck, I don't know how to put it into words. You don't know how to articulate it. You know, like it's it's there. It's in your heart. You feel it. But then when you are put on the spot to articulate, you know, a seven-year journey of something, how do you do that? I think it's hard. I think if anyone who's able to do it has a gift, for sure. Um, but guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I think it's you know, it's a topic that a lot of people can relate to, but I think a lot of people think that they're kind of like the only one, um, that goes through these dark times. Um, so I'm someone who I've always lived a little too high, a little too low ever since I was little. I'm either in the clouds or I'm down on the sand. Um, you know, and my mom still to this day, she's, you know, she's just like, Kylie, you live too high. You live too low. You need to find that happy medium. You need to find that balance what is balance (laughs) what's happy medium right um and for so long I thought there was something like severely wrong with me you know it was ADD then it was ADHD the latest one you're bipolar and I 
tried to find answers to why I was this way, right? Like, why do I feel so deeply? Why do I care so deeply? Why am I so sensitive? Why am I so overly emotional? Um, I hated myself for it for a while, for a very long time, for more than half of my life, I would say. And I'm finally at a point right now where I feel like I know myself the best that I ever have and I'm the most accepting of myself more than I ever really have been, you know? So now instead of searching for an answer as to why I feel deeply, why I live so high, why I live so low, why do I have anxiety, why do I have depression, I'm kind of looking at it as a gift. I'm looking at me as someone who's special and someone who is unique, you know, and when we feel so deeply, we can move mountains with that emotion. We can serve and help and heal. I think it's the people who live so high and live so low and feel so deeply. Those are the ones that really have the gift to create a change. And I want to share that with you guys because like I said, for the majority of my life, I would wish away the pain. I would wish away the deep feelings. I would wish away the emotion. I didn't want it. You have it. I don't want to feel this way all the time. There's something wrong with me. No one can relate to me. I'm a wackadoo, right? I'm a fucking wackadoo. And what really inspired this conversation was the clarity that I got last week while praying to the universe, but was also the book by Glennon Doyle called Untamed. She talks about being anxious and being depressed, and she explains it really beautifully, and I wanted to share it with you guys. She says, being both depressed and anxious is a bit like being Eeyore and Tigger at the same time. It's like always living a little too low and living a little too high. It's always struggling to be at the level where life happens, which is the here and the now. Depression and anxiety are not feelings. Feelings return me to myself. Depression and anxiety are body snatchers that suck me out of myself so that I appear to be there, but I'm gone. Other people can see me. The tragedy of mental illness is not that I'm sad, but that I'm not anything. Mental illness makes me miss my own life. And then she goes on to say, depression just makes me feel gray, gray, and gray. Eventually, I get so low that I can't operate, but as I begin to fade, I can usually still accomplish small things, like taking the kids to school, smiling, doing the dishes. It's just that it's all forced. I'm acting instead of responding because I have forgotten the point. Baby, yes, 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 yes. So growing up, I was always the little girl who would make everyone laugh. I was charismatic. I was funny. I was fun. I was positive. And people liked me for that. People liked that that's how I was, right? They gravitated to that. So for my entire life, I thought that that's how I had to be. I had to be that cute little blonde girl that made everyone laugh, that, you know, never complained, that never had a negative thing to say, but that was just always happy and charismatic. And I remember my senior year is when I really started to develop anxiety and depression. Didn't know what it was then, but now obviously looking back and I remember not telling anyone that I was struggling because I couldn't, I couldn't fuck with that persona, right? I couldn't have people think, 
that Kylie wasn't always happy all the time. I wanted everyone to think and believe that I was truly happy all the time because people like to be around people that are happy. People like to be around people that make them laugh. People don't want to be around people who are anxious and depressed and make everything extra dramatic. That's what I thought. So my whole life, until the last few years, I tried to keep being that little seven-year-old girl, that happy, charismatic, nothing-affects-me girl, until I woke up one day and I was like, oh, wow, I'm not happy. And things actually affect me a lot. I feel things very deeply. And I'm not this happy-go-lucky girl. I'm someone who, who feels a lot and I'm sad. And I feel sad. And I don't even know who I am. And it was hard for me because I thought I was weak, right? We think we're weak when we're not good at things. When things are hard for us, we think that we instantly don't deserve to do it. We don't belong doing. We don't belong whatever it is that we're doing, right? Whether it's a sport, whether it's having friends, things are hard for us. It's not, doesn't come easy. I'm not good at it. And I thought I was weak because life has been hard for me. It's been so hard for me that I thought I was weak and that I wasn't good at it. I remember it was about a couple months ago where I looked at my boyfriend and said, I'm not good at life. I'm not good at it. It's too hard for me. It's just too hard for me. Is it supposed to be this hard? The amount of questions I ask people, I'm like, is is life supposed to be this hard? Is it normal that I feel this way? Is it normal that I am so fucking up and down? And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's normal. But when you live in the clouds and you live down in the sand, when you feel things on a level of, of rareness, yeah, I do. I do think it's normal for life to be hard because we get so consumed by whatever thought or feeling that we're feeling that of course we're going to get sucked into that because we're fixated. We're fixed energy. We ruminate. We think. The moment things are good, the rug gets pulled under us and then we're back to that fearful-based mindset. You know, I'm not weak because life's hard for me. Life's hard for me because I'm brave, because I'm strong, because I'm resilient, because I'm emotional, because I feel the pain in order to get to the other side, right? Like, so... The beginning of my journey was my senior year. I was 22 years old, I think. Um, And that's when everything kind of started to hit the surface. Um, When I started to, to not really know myself when I started to not be able to sleep at night, when life started to really get hard was my senior year of college. And looking back now, it's because I was shedding layers of my old identity. I was becoming a new person. I was letting go of the old Kylie. You know, I was a caterpillar in a cocoon becoming a butterfly. And that's when life is the hardest, that first spiritual awakening. That first moment of healing and growth because you're essentially shedding an identity of you. You're letting go of the person you used to be and you are welcoming in the person you want to be. And finding that person is hard, right? 
figuring out who that person is or who you want that person to be is hard. So all of a sudden life's so fucking hard for me and I'm not eating, I'm fluctuating all the time, my body, I'm breaking out, I'm not sleeping, I'm depressed. And you know, people who feel things deeply, um, they need answers for everything. They can't go to bed at night if they don't have an answer for things. So I was in and out of the doctors because I thought I had stomach cancer. I thought I had, um, I just thought there was things physically wrong with me. And um, there wasn't anything wrong with me. My body was just shutting down because I was in the beginning of learning who I wanted to be. I was in the beginning of really getting to the root of a lot of my insecurities and problems. I was in the beginning of learning more about situations that had broke my heart. And it's crazy because so many people during this journey are like, how do you even start it? How do you even know you have problems? How do you even know you have things to heal? And how I knew is because I feel so deeply and my body just told me. My body just told me because it was shutting down because my emotions were so deeply felt the people who are high who are low it's because you are feeling those beautiful and sad and painful moments so fucking deeply that pain that is a superpower those emotions are a superpower it guides you to places to people to situations that you never even knew you needed. Me feeling deeply, me being anxious, depressed, me, all of the things led me, led my body to forcing me to know that there was some pain inside of me that I needed to learn about, that I needed to heal. You know, and some people, they're anxious, they're depressed, they're high, they're low, and they, they, they can't find that, that courage. They're just too, they're too low. They can't find that courage to use that pain as a superpower, to use those emotions as a superpower. And why I know that I was born with a bravery and a sense of resiliency that a lot of people aren't born with. You know, and that's why the universe, God, put me on this earth as someone who feels so deeply because they knew that I could use it in a beautiful way. They knew I could turn that pain into something beautiful which is helping others, healing others, serving others. Was I born this way? I don't know. It's weird because I think I was born, you know, being an overthinker, caring a lot, being sensitive. But the anxiety, depression, I think that was formed through all the traumatic events that have happened throughout my life. And I'm, I'm aware of, of why I am the way I am, right? I'm aware of it. But then breaking those habits, breaking those tendencies, breaking those mindsets is a whole nother can of worms, right? That's when the work becomes like, whoo, baby. And you either come out on the other side, you rise or you fall. But I'm never going to fall. I'm always going to rise because my pain isn't for anything. My deep emotions, my deep feelings that's not for nothing. I'm not going to keep making my life harder for myself. But what I do do that makes my heart, my life harder for myself is I self-sabotage. I think anyone 
who, you know, has anxiety, who has depression, who has gone through traumatic things, who is a little OCD, who needs control, right? Every single person in the world, just some people, you know, have a tougher time letting go of those tendencies more than others. And I'm one of those people. And anyone who's listening to it, I'm sure you can relate. So what I do to self-sabotage myself is I cause myself my own emotional pain. So I've realized that every single one of my rock bottoms and my meltdowns have come after a great week, a great month. And I've realized that they come after that great week and that great month because I'm forcing it to happen. I'm forcing myself, I'm sabotaging myself to be sad again. Because if I can at least have control over my own pain, then, then that's a little easier than the world, than the universe having control over my own pain. Because at least I know. At least I know I'm forcing the pain so I can be more prepared for it. You know, when, when pain's caused out of my control, I have literally no control over that. But I have a little bit of control if it's my own pain is caused for me. And how fucked up is that? Makes me sad. How would I, why would I ever want to, to do that to myself? I deserve so much better. We deserve so much better. The other day I, I was praying to the universe and to God and I said, I don't want control anymore. I don't want it. Please take it away from me. I said, I surrender to you. Whatever, whoever you want me to be, I will be, but please take this control. And God said, okay, I'll take it. But I'm not going to let you just give it to me like that. It's not going to be easy. And that night, a really, really difficult, heartbreaking situation happened. And it was out of my control. So I cried for about two hours because that's what us emotional people do. Little petty things we cry over because it hurts our feelings because it makes us sad. And instead of letting that pain and fear consume me and make me question myself, I disciplined myself to let it go. I asked God to take the control and he said, okay, I'll take it, but I'm just going to give you one, one last test and see if you fail or if you complete that test. And I completed it because the people who feel deeply, they need self-love. They need self-belief. Everyone does, but especially the people who feel deeply, because guess what guys, people are going to hurt us our entire lives. Awful things are going to happen throughout our entire lives. Things that we have absolutely no control over that breaks our heart is going to happen. And we're going to want to look for answers everywhere. We're going to want our mom to tell us this. We're going to want a psychic to tell us this. But guess what? No one's going to be able to tell us anything. No one's going to be going to be able to soothe that pain. Your friend can give you advice. Your sister can reassure you. Your mom can give you tough love. But at the end of the day, is that going to change how you feel? It's not. The only person that has the power to change how you feel is you. Because the power is always within you. And when you feel deeply and you care, you need to have that self-belief. Because no one is going to make you feel better besides yourself in my whole life I depended on other people making me feel better and they did it would for a little bit it was temporary 
But what happens when those people can't be there for you in the middle of the night? When you're having an episode because someone said something about you and you felt it so deeply and, and it's and it's it's you know you're letting it into your body you're letting that emotion into your body and tomorrow you're going to wake up and all of a sudden the next month you're you're struggling to to really believe in yourself why because that thing that that one person said and unfortunately the people who tried helping you it it made a difference for a second but then you're back into believing what that person said about you or to you because you don't have the self-belief Ooh, that was good oh, I like that I really really liked that we got to trust our knowing we need to learn how to you know when we feel deep when we feel anxious depressed you know those people are 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 highly sensitive they're they're highly intuitive and people always ask me well like you know how do you trust your knowing how do you believe in yourself and I realize that life's hard obviously but I feel like there's such a thing as like the right pain you know I developed a belief in myself by doing hard things. By stepping outside my comfort zone. I mean, I still do every day, but stepping outside my comfort zone in, in, in a painful way where I spoke my truth. But I also knew that it was going to cause me and other people a lot of pain. And it was going to cause me to question myself. But we need to question ourselves in order to know ourselves, right? I I developed a belief in myself by doing hard things. By saying, you know what? I got to move to New York to start this dream career. Moved out there all by myself. Broke up with someone that I loved so deeply. Started the healing journey. And throughout all of that pain... I was able to develop a belief in myself that I could get through anything. And that's truly, truly what has helped me with my high and low days, on my dark days. I know I can get through it, but it doesn't make, it doesn't make it easier. You know, lately something that's really been helping me is really enjoying the little things. I think when we feel deeply, we overcompensate, we over-exaggerate. You know, we wait for that one magnificent thing to happen, that dream career, that dream relationship, that dream house, whatever it may be. We wait for that to happen because we think that is what we're missing. We're missing that one thing that will make us happy. But we know, or we should know, that one thing never makes one person happy. You can be living out your purpose, your your true purpose, your meaning of life, but that isn't going to make you happy consistently. What makes you happy consistently are the little things. You know, the people you wake up next to, the people who make you laugh, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your family, the person you're in love with. Those are the moments that we really, really need to appreciate. And I know everyone says that and preaches that, but it's so true. Because when we feel deeply, we think deeply. You know, we're always thinking of the bigger picture. It's like it's never enough. You know, so what happens when you do get that job that you think is the one thing that's going to make you happy? Then what? And then you realize you're not because you're still not enjoying the little moments and you're still not taking a deep breath. Then you're going to be like, oh my God, something's really, really wrong with me. And then we think something's wrong with us, so we need answers and we go everywhere, right? We go to a hypnosis therapist. We go to a psychic. We go to a medium. We go to everyone besides ourself because we don't believe in ourselves. 
because we're so scared to be different. We're so scared for people not to understand us. But you know what? Everyone's different. And you know what? To be completely honest with you, I don't even want to hang out with people who don't have a little bit of anxiety and depression. I mean, come on. We're the ones who are empathetic, compassionate. We make our lives harder, but we make other people's lives easier by being the people that we are. You know, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, obviously. I don't know the scientific facts, but here's a hot take. Um, you know, I don't think anyone who has anxiety, depression, who lives too high, too low, I don't think any of those people are different. I really don't. Like I said, I think those are the more normal people. And, you know, it's going to get frustrating because you're going to feel like, your significant other, your sister, your mother, whoever, they don't get it. They don't understand you. And you need to understand that they're probably never going to truly get it because they don't live in your brain. They don't live in your heart. So you can't expect them to get it. You can't be resentful of them because they don't get it. Be grateful, you know, that you have that stability, that you have that person or people that can kind of pull you out of that black hole because they're not down there with you you know instead of wishing people understood it or related it be grateful that the people in your life maybe don't totally understand and that's okay and we can't resent other people for not feeling our pain you know we so often be like I just want you for one fucking day to feel my pain what's that gonna do they're gonna feel your pain and then what then you're gonna keep living with your pain and they're gonna keep living their way (laughs) because guess what you have yourself at the end of the day guys I wanted to talk about some stuff that has really helped me throughout this whole journey um one in particular oh my god I'm not talking right one particular thing that I think a lot of people there's a lot of stigma around um is medicine and I'm going to tell you guys a story so I was leaving New York and that's when my anxiety was so bad to the point of I could like I wasn't really a functioning human being so I woke up every single day and I could barely breathe like it was it was insane um so I was talking to my mom and she's like Kylie listen I really think you should get um, medicine and you know you hear all the rumors about medicine people who get medicine are fucking nuts crazy they're just trying to numb the pain medicine just numbs you don't need medicine just meditate, do this, do that. But it's like, no, if you have a legit chemical imbalance in your brain, or even if you don't, even if it's just how you feel and you can't seem to shake it, medicine, I think is is amazing. So I started taking medicine for my anxiety and depression, citalopram, getting really personal here, um, about two years ago. And the beginning of or that, you know, I remember the first m- month I got back with my boyfriend. And that's when I was in the best place that I had been in in like four years. And it's almost like you're on drugs, it seems like. It's like you're on a high. You think you're fixed. You think you're healed because you've been putting in the work. So you think like, oh, my God, finally, like everything's great. I'm healed. Um, so you think everything's amazing when it, then you have your first meltdown and breakdown after everything's great. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm not fixed. I'm not healed. I'm ruined. Anyways, so. I stopped taking my medicine a little bit because I was like, no, I'm good. Everything's great. And then I remember putting, get, my mom was like, no, go back on your medicine. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I've just hated being someone 
that ever kind of depends on medicine. I don't even take Tylenol or ibuprofen. Um, I don't even drink coffee or energy drinks because I just want like all of my like feelings to be just like natural. I don't want to have to take something to like help me or fix me because I just think you're just filling a void. That's kind of what I thought for a while. Um, But my mom's like, no, we take medicine when we're feeling sick, nauseous, headaches. We can do the same thing for our brains. Um, So about two months ago, I was like, you know what? I really don't need this medicine. I'm like good without it. I'm fine. Because I just had this stigma of the fact that I just don't want to be that girl in the anxiety and depression medicine. And for a while, I looked at other people like, yikes, they're on medicine. Wow. Like they must really fucking suck at life. And the last month or so, I I was struggling like badly, very, very badly. And then I realized, no, I need fucking medicine. And I'm done telling myself that, you know, it's not good that I need it. I'm just so horrified that I'll get addicted to it, dependent on it, whatever. And then it's like, no, Kylie, it's just, it helps you. It eases the restlessness. It eases the thoughts. And I finally come to the terms of, yes, I'm on anxiety and depression medicine, and that's okay because it makes me feel better. And after reading Glennon Doyle's book, she did like a few tips for those who live a little too high and too low. And she says, number one, take your damn meds. She says, I'm on Lexapro and I believe it to be, along with all the other personal growth shit, the reason I don't have to self-medicate with boxes of wine and Oreos anymore. And it's so true. Medicine just, we don't want it to numb the feelings. We don't want it to turn us into a different person. But it's amazing in the way where it can help the toxic stuff. We're still there. We're still here. But we're still ourselves but it just helps make life a little easier. And the moment you think, you know, I don't need it. I'm good. Like everything's great. Don't need pills. Don't need medicine. You go off your medicine. It's literally like you're standing in a torrential rainstorm holding a trusty umbrella that's keeping you toasty and dry and thinking, wow, I'm so dry. It's probably time to get rid of this silly umbrella. No, no, no. Like Glennon Doyle said, stay dry, stay dry and stay alive. Another thing that has really helped me is, of course, writing, taking notes. The biggest thing that I've been doing lately that has had an amazing effect is creating a list of what makes me happy and what do I think makes me happy in the moment, but really just kind of numbs my pain or is really just like a temporary happiness that kind of just fades, fades away after a little bit. So what makes me happy, I've realized, is the little things. Taking a walk, drinking a glass of water, working out, spending time with the people I love, not being on my phone, meditating, being near the water, you know. And then I said, then I wrote, what do I turn to numb the pain for temporary happiness? Social media, wine, alcohol, scrolling, you know, spending money, comparing myself to other people overworking and the moment I was able to check in with myself every single day I asked myself what makes me happy and I disciplined myself to make sure I'm living in alignment with those things and another thing is communicating how I feel to the people closest to me when I have a bad day I'm saying hey I'm having a bad day I'm in a shit mood And not looking at myself as a burden anymore. 
you know, I've been in really low moments and guess what? The people that I've been in those low moments with are still around. Not because they have to be, not because they feel bad, because they still love me. And they love themselves enough to know that my dark moments of anxiety and depression have literally nothing to do with them. Took a while to get to that point. But if you surround yourself with the right people, it can happen with you too. The best thing that I ever did was stop thinking myself as a burden and stop trying to be that happy-go-lucky girl that makes everyone else happy. Because when we do that, we're, we're just being fake to ourselves. We're doing a disservice to ourselves. We're pretending to be someone we're not. And when we pretend to be someone that we're not, Whew. Not only do we exhaust a lot of energy, but we feel really shameful and really guilty. So the greatest thing that you can do is be open with those people closest to you. Like I said before, they're not going to truly get it, but they're going to be there and they're still going to love you. And they're not going to look at you as someone who's fucking nuts and chaotic and a burden. No. Those moments of ups and downs, they actually really love you for it. They think it's beautiful. And if your people, in quotes, make you feel bad for being that way, well then, see you fucking later. See, I almost just cried even thinking about it. (laughs) See you later, those aren't your people. And you know, everyone's different. Do what's best for you. But please know that being anxious, being depressed, living high, living low... Please know you are so, so special for that. And please use that pain for beauty, for goodness. Please learn to to believe in yourself. Because the people who feel deeply, those are the ones who have the power to create a change. What change do you want to create? It can be within yourself, within your family, something even greater. Whatever feels right to you. But just know you're not a burden. You're not crazy. You're not different. I bet more than half the freaking country can relate to you. So the moment you think no one can, I promise you someone can. I can. So don't be so hard on yourself because life's already hard as it is. Guys, thanks so much for listening. If this resonated with you, let us know. If you think it could resonate with someone else, please send this episode along to them. Um, that's the purpose is to help to heal, to serve and to resonate with someone and, you know, maybe just help them get out of that bad day, that bad week, that bad mindset, whatever it may be. So thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.